guys. Welcome to the Recording Lounge for the week of the 22nd. I'm Kendall. And I'm Daniel. And we've got a good show today. We're going to talk about a handful of things, including orange amps and... Orange amps. Turkey, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It is about Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are excited about Thanksgiving. I don't... How many musicians do you think actually, like, watch the, the football games on... I don't know. I think that's besides the point. I got an orange amp on a <laughs> Tuesday. A t- orange Tiny Terror. Not to hype it up too much. Uh, combo. Tiny Terror Combo. Tiny Terror Combo. Beautiful amp. It Honestly, I don't think I could be any more appreciative of any amp for under $819. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really, it's... Uh, no, it's a phenomenal amp. It's... It, when I, when that, I think the about rod, it, that and the Fender Hot Rod series. When I, and then when I think about it, I think, wow, that's a lot of money to pay for a 15-watt or 7-watt. has a switch between 15-7, all-tube, um, 112 combo. You know, it has three knobs. It's not... <laughs> it's like what? Volume, gain, and tone. It's volume, gain, and tone. It's exactly. like a very large pedal. <laughs> it really is. So, I like, really what you're paying for with that amp is... Complete and utterly for the tone, you know, no yeah. reverb, no, no frills, no, no effects loop, nothing. There's nothing. It there, has, is there even a cabinet out? It, it does have two external speaker output jacks. Oh. So, um, if I wanted to wire it up to other speakers, it wouldn't be a problem. I assume, man, I haven't tried it yet, but it's it's just about as easy as it sounds. Yeah. Um, really exciting. I'm looking at getting the Maleco Echo um, 616. Man, that's a and, good pedal. Okay, you guys gotta check it out. It's gone everywhere. Yeah, it's, I, have, I have looked for the Maleco, Maleco Echo 616 everywhere, and I cannot eBay, find it. eBay, anywhere. It's only 150 isn't it? Um, yeah, it really, it's it's all analog, it's 150 has a modulation that you can actually set, and you can actually also alter the modulation inside of the pedal, which is another cool thing. If, Man. Um, it has... It's basically like the MXR carbon, carbon copy, except aus, better. Like, I don't... Like, carbon copy, great, great pedal. I was going to oh, get yeah, that. Oh, yeah, sounds then, good. Then this one came out just, like, three weeks ago. Owns it. Owns it. <laughs> Sorry, and, MXR. Yeah, it's... It's, uh... It's awesome. Um, the only place I've seen to really buy this pedal is, uh... What is it, uh... Pro Guitar Shop. Pro Guitar Shop, yeah. Anyway... So this show, what we're going to focus on a lot is um, we're going to start a series called uh, How to Start a Project Studio. Um, This is a big concern for a lot of people. Um, And we're starting with this because we feel it's a really general topic that encompasses so many things. A first kind of thought that I would have would be um, where do you start as far as computer, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're going to... Because if you're running gonna, analog or digital, I mean, there are still people that start Project Studios and run completely analog. I mean, yeah, it's a strange thought because a lot of people these days are just doing DAW stuff. You know, they're doing Pro Tools or, or Nuendo or Cubase or whatever. You know, GarageBand. Ableton. <laughs> and you know, GarageBand, it's... You, I can, mean, you, you can, can do stuff. I mean, yeah, it's you can. Not going not gonna to beat up GarageBand. I mean... It's nice and free. Just don't, just, just don't do only loops. Please record something in it. Please record <laughs> which, one which, thing. Which is what we want to address primarily is actually recording, hence recording lounge. Yeah. Um, we are going to focus more on in the box, which would be, which means uh, in your computer or DAW, which is if you don't using no analog outboard yeah. EQs or compressors or things like that. Mainly for this show, you know, we, me and Daniel mix both in the box, so we're going to be talking about in the box mixing a lot. I guess the next thing you should address is, since we're going to be talking about more in-the-box 
would be whether you should go Mac or or PC. Honestly, um, I mean, for we're not, me, we're not going to get into debates about which is better. Yeah, um, I personally am choosing PC, mm-hmm. and Kindle uses a PC. Yeah, um, custom made PCs. Cust- mind yes, you. Uh, pretty much all uh, DAWs are available on either operating system. So, I mean, if you exclude Logic. I mean, Logic is strictly Mac. So is GarageBand, I guess. Yeah. GarageBand comes with Mac, so I mean... And uh, I believe Sony, you know, the Sony Acid and Sony Vegas for video, I mean, they're PC only. So, I mean, I used to use Sony Acid to record when I first started, you know, (laughs) doing my recording projects. And, I mean, it's kind of similar to GarageBand, except you have a lot more recording capabilities. When I actually started purchasing plugins, a lot of them I found that just... They just didn't run too smoothly. So eventually I switched over to Nuendo... Obviously, the industry standard is still Pro Tools. Pro Tools actually came out with uh, the first DAW system, which DAW stands for Digital Audio Workstation, in case if just because, I, just for all viewers. And they're up to 8, version 8 right now, which is really cool, Yeah, I must admit. Yeah. And Pro Tools, you know, works off of the hardware, and, you know, without Pro Tools hardware, you cannot run Pro Tools, as many know. You know, you need the inbox, or you need the 003, or you need these to actually run the program, which is one kind of downside to the LE stuff, but, you know, you got to consider that Pro Tools' workflow is just, it's really great, you know, they've got the... It really, really is. However, if you don't want to go the Pro Tools route, you've got a lot more options, honestly, um... Cubase um, actually is a little less expensive than Pro Tools because you can actually buy your own uh, audio interface. We'll get into that in a little bit. You got Nuendo, you've got Digital Performer. Yeah, you've got Ableton. You've got a lot of stuff. So, and I mean, obviously, depending on your genre, you've also got different options. Like, there's a there's a sequencer called Reason. I know a lot of people have probably used. Reason is a MIDI based program, and up until recently, Reason was only MIDI. You couldn't record in it, but they recently came out with what they call, in a very creative way, Reason Record. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You can now record in Reason. Um, It sounds like we're having a philosophical debate. You can now record within Reason. (laughs) Um, However, you know, uh, Reason and all these sequencers that involve a lot of MIDI and loops... They all work off of samples and and loops like that, and we and we, we can talk more about that. But we're just kind of touching base with um, different DAWs and how they work. Uh, we're gonna get back onto uh, computers in the sense of what you should look for in a computer. You can always go straight for and just go customize or get a stock Dell. You know, I mean, if you, or you can use a computer you already on. Really, in the end, I mean, it comes down to processor speed, it comes down to hard drives, it comes down to RAM. Um, there's there's a lot of things that come into play. If you're thinking of customizing a PC, I would suggest a place called PC Audio Labs. That's just PCAudioLabs.com. I mean, these guys know their stuff, like, for real. They know exactly what you need. You can get, they have these computers that are already pre-made called the Rockbox, and they, I mean, they're solid. They're rock solid computers, and I mean, you can get them treated literally to where the computers are silent. Um, you can record just within a foot, and you can't hear it. Even if you're just the most basic, uh, per, you know, computer owner, and you just say, "Hey, I just want something that works. I just want to record." You know, you can record on a laptop, but there are a lot of things you got to consider with that. 
your portability is going to be a big issue, mm-hmm. mainly because a lot of uh, a lot of audio interfaces um, are big. Honestly, um, they're made to fit a one rack unit space in most situations. Now, Pro Tools does come with smaller ones. One thing you got to worry about, though, with laptops is upgrading. Um, you know, uh, there will be a time, invariably, that you're going to want more power from your system. You're going to want more inputs. You're going to want, you know, more capabilities. And you can run, I mean, an 002 rack plus, which I guess has like eight mic preamps now, I guess, um, or the 003 rack, excuse me. Um, you can run that with a laptop. However, there are a few laptops these days that really are up to the, up to par with desktops. And, and and to be honest, it's just a waste of money because you're spending money on smaller parts. I mean, the speed of drives and things like that. I mean, you can – if you really want to get functionality and power at a lower price, just go desktop. I mean, yes, a laptop is handy for on-location recording, but you really need a desktop. It's it's almost mandatory for a studio. I, I don't think you can walk into any pro studio in America and see them recording on a laptop. It's just – not going to happen. Yeah. We got to consider what the parts do for our DAW, um, considering plugins, um, where the audio files are stored, where, honestly, our speed of capabilities coming from, you know, our work speed. Um, all these parts, the computer make that up, and different parts do different things. And Kindle will like to talk about processing a lot of those parts. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the heart of your computer is that your processor. Your processor is... I mean, everything is using the processor. When you're reading a hard drive, I mean, you are using the processor. The processor is what processes everything. In most studio computers, you're going to see a quad-core or two quad-core processors. This is becoming the standard. For recording purposes, I would say it's safest to have a quad-core. What this means is you've essentially got four processors running at once, and it's very efficient. Even even the slower speed of processor to... It's very stable because it splits the operation among the cores. I mean, there are tons of speeds to choose from. If you're ever confused, you know, send us comments or talk to Thomas at PC Audio Labs. Other parts of the computer to consider are RAM and hard drives. Now, RAM for DAW is important only in the sense that RAM is essentially memory that is being used at a very specific point in time. Um, What RAM stands for, R-A-M, is random access memory. And what that means is, you know, like, as some people like to call it, temporary memory. And a good way to remember this is is that, like, a lot of plugins are stored in RAM. Do know for a fact that loops and audio files, some audio files, are stored in RAM. So if you're doing a lot of sampling work and a lot of loop work, you really should have 4 or 8 gigs of RAM. I mean, the more RAM, the better for for looping and a lot of sampling work. I mean, if you're doing stuff like um, orchestral arrangements with MIDI stuff, I mean, you're going to need a lot of RAM for samples, um, sample work. All sampler stuff, that's all stored in RAM too. So now for me, I find that 4 gigs or 6 gigs is is about fine. Um, That seems to do the job. Hard drives. Hard drives bring up a handful of problems and... uh, you got to consider a lot of things. Hard drives are a really big part of digital recording because it's being written and rewritten and read at the same time. Um, so there's a lot of strain put on hard drives. You want two separate drives, one for your system, as in Windows or, um, you know, uh, Leopard or Snow Leopard or whatever <laughs> Mac is on now. Um, 
and you want a completely separate drive for recording, as in do not record on your system drive, not one thing, um, this is going to help a lot, not only for just storage purposes. I mean, you can get a smaller system drive, 100 gigs maybe, and you get a big, you know, 500, one terabyte drive for recording. And what this allows is, you know, if you happen to have a hard drive failure, your computer will still work just fine. I know Daniel has seen me in some pretty depressing states when I've had hard drive failures. Um, I think you cried once. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. I, the, prob- the problem with that is, I mean, hard drives are discs, just like CDs, you know. I mean, essentially, I mean, CDs wear out, they get scratched, and sometimes no matter how much you care for one of your favorite CDs, it can still just eventually just not play. And with all the stress, I mean, if you have your favorite CD, I mean, you're playing it all the time. I mean, reading a lot, it and a also, lot of stress goes on hard drives, you know. I mean, they just, like everything, they just... Every they time get, you play back files, out. every time you record files, it's all hard drive. Now, really, we could go into talking about speeds of hard drives, but that can be covered in a later time. But mainly, you want no slower than 7,200. Uh, 90% of uh, even professionally built computers still use 7,200 RPM drives. One, <laughs> one crucial thing, though, about all of this in a computer is backing up your files. It's highly recommended. Highly, highly, highly. Almost, like... Necessary. Yeah. <laughs> like, to have... A backup hard drive, whether that's external, whether that's a really big, really big thumb drive, (laughs) 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 or, you know, I mean, you just have, you have to be able to back up your files. Because if you do get in a situation where in the middle of the session they can just go out, you know, I mean, things can happen. So you need to be writing your information onto another hard drive so that you can have that information if something does go wrong. Also, in addition to backing up, this is something that I've done recently, and I found it extremely helpful. Um, not only do I back up my files up onto an external separate hard drive, I also keep an extra hard drive around in case of a failure that's completely empty, ready to be recorded on. You know, there's no files on it yet. However, I mean, it's just completely, I mean, brand new in a box. I mean, hard drives are so cheap now. You can get a 7200 RPM standard three and a half inch internal hard drive for like 50 bucks now for 500 gig and roughly if you're working in pro tools or nuendo and working on a fairly good sized session i'm guessing about one or two gigs per song and so even if you consider two gigs in one song i mean you're running i mean that could easily be 250 songs recorded on one drive before it's full so i mean that that's a lot of songs i mean if you're considering in terms of you know, how many albums that is. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. that's a lot. So honestly, 500 gig hard drives, it's so cheap. Now, I remember I remember when SD cards were like 80 bucks for like, <laughs> oh, man, for like two gigs, you know? I mean, and now they're what, like 10 bucks in the Walmart aisle next to the gum? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's, you just, you need to play as safe as you can, you know? Definitely back up, especially if you're on one hard drive only. Back up as frequently as you can. Yeah, and if you can't monitor your computer, always check for things, you know. Make sure you don't have other things up, of course, while you're using it. Many DAWs. I know Nuendo's got it. Uh, I know know Keybase has it and Pro Tools has it. Um, They have a CPU meter, and a lot of them also have a hard disk meter. And these meters are very helpful, and honestly, you should keep them up all the time. 
We've been talking about computers for so terribly long. Well, there's a lot of stuff to there's a lot of stuff to cover. Yeah, but it's a little bit like it's not like we're wasting ridiculous. tape. Uh, because we're on a hard drive, yeah. we can rewrite as much yeah. as we we'll see. want. Just it's uh, just it's hard this life, awesome. my friend. So I can waste my time <laughs> talking about these computers because you've got a computer. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. So okay. now. Computer recording allows you to waste all your time. <laughs> so, awesome. But awesome. you can just delete it. It's just hard to... That's why I got into recording, really, was just to waste time. <laughs> I didn't have any passion for it. I just... Man, nothing, but I don't, I, I'm tired of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the next topic would be to how do you get your sound into your computer? Um, there's conventional ways, like just plug it into your sound card. I mean, it's been done. I mean, if you are just starting out and you're just starting to record, you can use your computer's stock uh, sound card, depending. You know. I mean, it's not going to sound that great, to be honest. Oh, it's, it's not going to sound good at all. <laughs> Basically, you kind of have it divided up on FireWire, you have PCI. PCI Express, also. And you also have USB 2. Normally, when you go PCI, it will be a little bit more expensive. And many t- um, there are some situations when you'll have preamps included, but most of the time in PCI interfaces that I've seen, you don't have uh, preamps included in them. I mean, there are cases that you do, which preamps are what uh, actually brings the mic level up to line level. And you need that to, of course, record, because otherwise you'd be using one microvolt and you would never be able to hear anything. Just be ridiculous. Um uh, a little bit more expensive. Kindle uses a Motu uh, 24 in and out. Which one do you have? Yeah, I've got the I've got the Motu 24 IO. It, it's just 24 inputs and 24 outputs. There's no effects. There's no preamps. There's no XLR. It's just TRS, and that is because I use all outboard preamps. And I mean, there's so many options to consider when it comes to interfaces. I mean, you've got preamps. You've got no preamps. I mean, like the PreSonus stuff. I mean, the FirePods, and I guess now they're called like what Fire. Studio, yeah, Fire Studio, FireWire um, audio interfaces normally tend to be less expensive. I say tend because you can get more expensive FireWire things. You can get more ex- in the end. You can get more expensive anything if you want to. I mean, that kind of applies to every topic of interest. A lot of the RME stuff is still FireWire, and yeah. I mean that stuff sounds amazing. It's true. Uh, Motu makes a FireWire audio interface, eight um, preamps, and uh, it's a good consideration. It doesn't come with... Uh, What's that called? The Motu 8 Pre. Motu 8 Pre. Well, Delta 44 is a PCI interface from M-Audio, and it's got... Um, it's, a, it's a really, actually, a very useful interface. It's just got an outboard box that has four TRS inputs and four TRS outputs. And, and I mean, the, the Delta 44 is a really useful interface. I mean, I think you can get them on eBay for like 120 bucks or something, and it's just PCI... It's got extremely low latency, um, you know, it, and if you're recording just like acoustic guitar and, and vocals and not many things at once, I mean, if you're not recording big drum kits, I mean, four inputs at once is what you're going to need for most stuff. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a big thing to consider, you know, is, uh, is how many inputs you're going to need. Because, I mean, they make interfaces that are just literally, you plug into one mic and it goes straight to USB. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you're if you're a podcaster or something like that and you just are looking for that, I mean, maybe that's your route. However, if you're recording, if you plan on branching out to recording big arrangements, especially drum kits with, 
you know, six, eight, ten, twelve, twenty-five mics. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna need you're gonna need a lot of inputs and. PCI and FireWire would normally be your way to go in a situation like that. Definitely, yeah. Than, if, you're, if you're going up with that many track counts, you don't want to be running USB. Yeah. Many uh, FireWire come with eight preamps, which is really a nice feature to be added into that because you don't have to worry about going out and buying those external preamps, which you would have to do in pretty much, I want to say most, and maybe almost, I can't say all because I can't say that. A lot of them are coming with, like, maybe two preamps yes. plus, like, other inputs. I mean, a lot of Motu, yeah. Motu stuff has, like, two XLR preamps, but then the others are inputs. I mean, and that's great. You really, I mean, if you really want to make it simple, make a list of what you're going to be recording. I mean, if you do rap, I mean, maybe you should just get a few inputs, somewhere between four and eight. I mean, you're not going to need a lot of mics if you're just doing vocalists and, you know, backing vocalists and maybe the occasional drum set. Things like that, I mean, you don't need a whole lot. However, if you're doing rock stuff all the time, um, I, I knew at one time I was really skeptical about getting a whole bunch of inputs. I thought, man, who would ever need, you know, a 48-input system? Who would ever need more than that? Yeah, who would ever need 96 channels at once? However, um, soon enough I realized that, you know, if you're doing a big-scale Nashville-style production when you're recording... The full band all at once. I mean, you can have as much as 20, 20 or 22 mics on just the drum set. And when you consider that, you know, you're going to have three vocalists, you're going to have um, three guitarists, you're going to have a bassist, you're going to have a heck, a, a violinist, you're going to have a fiddle, you're going to have whoever. I mean, you've, you've got a lot of inputs that you can... And, that, and that's not even counting room mics. I mean, you add... Stereo sets of room mics, stereo sets of drum. A lot, a lot, a lot of mics. Yeah. I mean, you it, it, the possibilities are endless for live recording. I mean, there, there was a Cigarose recording. Uh, I think the song is called Arabatur, and it's on their new album, their latest album. And it's, I mean, that's one of the greatest songs I've heard recorded all at once. It's, I mean, it's a completely live recording. And I think they said there was almost 100 people recording at once. Uh, the full band... A 96-piece orchestra and an entire boys' choir. The same boys' choir that sung on the Harry Potter soundtracks. Another thing you got to consider, let's bring it back to reality here. Please. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of you guys are in your bedrooms, right? So That's where I am. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, if we're even if we're recording some bands that have a mild amount of popularity in the area... For a drum kit, how many how many mics would you use, Daniel? Honestly, I would be fine with eight. Yeah. Eight I, mics, you know. You get a FireWire preamp, you use those eight mics, then you take them out, you use them for everything else, you know. I mean, yeah. really, a t eight mics is pretty much optimal for beginning, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, you can't go wrong. If you're recording a full band, there's no reason why, I mean, I mean, of course, you could sp go out and spend more money, but I mean... I mean, there's other things you're going to have to work on. You're mixing, practicing. Definitely, you're definitely. To, there's a lot of this is going to be practice in the end. I mean... Probably the most important advice that so many times... I know the guys over at the Inside Home Recording Podcast say this, but... And it's totally true. Um, you have to know how to use the gear you have. Don't always be looking for, like, new gear. Don't always be looking for the best gear out there. But if you know how to use what you have well... That's going to be the you biggest. Lot, you'll get a lot yes. farther that way. And I mean, and you really, really, 
will enjoy it more because if you're always saying, you know, if you get an eight channel preamp slash interface in one unit and you're like, oh yeah, well, I wish I had an API. Oh, oh, I wish I had a Neve or, oh, I wish I had this, you know, awesome Pacifica. Well, that's great and all. You got to consider a handful of things. The value you're getting out of those eight preamps and the the possibilities. I mean, you've got a DAW, you've got an interface, you've got eight preamps, you've got inputs, you've got converters, and you've got a way to record. Eight, eight mics for a drum kit. I mean, some jazz stuff. What three overheads? Kick, you know. Yeah, I mean overheads and a kick. That's, that's jazz for you. I mean, and you know, it works. It sounds great. Proper mic placement, and really, in the end, is a key for a lot of those things. And that's so. a problem too. A lot of people think that um, getting getting this new equipment is going to make their sound better. And mic placement, I mean, oh. Prob- honestly, I'd say that most of your... Most of your problems are from yeah. mic placement or room. And that's... Yeah. I mean, if you fix those two problems, you don't have portion. a whole lot to worry about. I mean, that's... I'd honestly... I'd say that's 75%. Oh, that's assuming that the most important thing is the artist and the song itself. Well, I mean... Oh, well, yeah. But that okay. should be assumed by now. That should be assumed that... That you're... That you're your yeah. source. I mean, your your. I mean, if your song is, you know, from a person who's playing guitar for two days and they bring in a really cheap Yamaha guitar, it's probably going to be make for a really great, great, great recording and really probably <laughs> a platinum record. Honestly, I think that's probably one of the best values in the entire industry right now is that PreSonus stuff. That that eight preamp. Goodness, and they come with your DAW. Oh well, some they're right now they are. They're in a transition stage, but I think they come off Cubase LE right now. But heck, I mean, if you got that, how much are those things like? Four hundred, four ninety, five hundred. Yeah. Uh, hold on, let me look them up. Inexpensive. Inexpensive. Maybe three ninety nine. For the See, right now, studio. right now you can get, and I know you can get these on eBay, but in the Sweetwater catalog right now, I'm looking at the Fire Studio Project, which has. Uh, let's see, it's got eight preamps, ninety four or ninety six kilohertz and twenty four bit processing. It comes with Cubase four LE. Um, it even comes with drum loops and plugins. Holy crap! It's five hundred dollars. That's eight preamps. That's all you're gonna need for honestly, unless you're recording big productions right off the bat. Which, for, which honestly, let's be realistic. That'd be that's kind of an ideal buy. Yeah, it definitely I mean, is. I mean, five hundred bucks. I know you can get these on eBay for, for real cheap. And yeah, and the ones on eBay are probably going to be still carrying the uh, Cubase LE for a while. Which, if you want to tackle um, two things at once, you know that's the way to go. Yeah, you know, if you can find something to include your DAW in it without having to purchase one, I mean, go for that. I mean, Otherwise, yeah, literally, you could get this Fire Studio project and, and be recording, recording today. I mean, you know, I mean, you need mics, but other than that, I mean, plus, you know, you could just. Plugging straight up in. Yeah, I mean, if you're recording straight in, I mean, direct in. I mean, you. Yes, you could start recording. If you happen to be just a independent bassist, (laughs) 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 recording only direct in, or keyboard, or keyboard, whatever. The simplest way to sum up all of this stuff about DAWs and you know, just look at what you've got, and then you know, write it out physically. Write it out. Say this is how many channels I'm going to be using. And and even a in, in another way to do that is say is not even start from how much what you need what you want is really you gotta in the end you gotta say how much money do I have to spend yeah. you know yeah. I mean because that's really what it's gonna be because you have to buy a lot of things if you're just gonna start out you gotta buy your computer 
you got to buy your DAW, you got to buy your audio interface, then you got to buy mics, you got to buy mm-hmm. cables. Everything adds up, you know? I mean, really quick. <laughs> it really does. I mean, you think, God, everything is so cheap. And it is, it is cheap. But when you add things together, things. Yeah, definitely. Things I mean, aren't... things are getting cheaper all the time. I mean, yeah. I remember when this stuff was really expensive, but uh, it's funny that a lot of the handmade stuff is getting more expensive. Like, I noticed there's a huge, like, increase in the price of guitars. I mean, the well, price of lumber is going that's up. That's because of wood. Also, yeah. the economy is is a play in this yeah. right now, too. Um, Daniel, if I looked at you and I said, hey, I have $500, I want to start a studio, you would probably laugh. I Honestly, I would <laughs> laugh. And not because <laughs> that's not a lot of money. I mean, that is that is a lot of money to have. I mean, but a computer, I mean, now, most people will... In most situations, you you probably do have a computer, mm-hmm. um, so you can take that. Well, out they of the obviously price. downloaded this podcast. Yeah, let's face it; it's expensive. It's, it's an expensive hobby. It's the, or lifestyle it's a freaking to get into. Expensive hobby, but in the end, I mean, it's if it's what it's you want to do. It's a, that's how I like to think of it. It's an investment. You have it's, to think of it that way because if you consider this, let's say you record, uh, you know, you you spend ten thousand dollars on your stuff, basic project, and that's and honestly, that's a reasonable amount. That's a lot of money, but that and, can buy a lot of stuff. That can buy mics, awesome preamps, computers, plugins. That can, I mean, ten ten thousand dollars can really start you off, and you'll be in your an amazing direction. You're golden. I mean, that that can really get you recording like that full bands, and and yes, it sounds a lot. Heck, let's even go it down to five thousand. If you spent five thousand dollars, you can still get a really decent sound. So, with five thousand dollars, consider that. Let's say you have a project where you record ten songs. Um, you record a full album with somebody, even if it takes you know all summer long or something for you. If you've got five thousand dollars and you record a full album of ten songs with somebody, I mean, and you and you charge a decent rate. I mean, if you charge. 25 bucks an hour or something by song, you know, a lot of project studios charge by song. If you charge $100 a song for 10 songs, I mean, that's $1,000. That is one-fifth of everything you own already. Yeah. And considering one great thing about recording stuff is generally it lasts for a while. Um, I mean, if you invest in good equipment, and that's something we're real big on here at Recording Lounge, is investing in good equipment. Not just something to get you by. Yeah. Even though... There are a lot of times when you say, I need something now, I need and something we'll, now. And we'll discuss on things that you can slide by on and things that are, are musts for good equipment. But because there are things that you really just shouldn't waste your money on. Yeah. Perfect example. The FirePod and the Fire, you know, the PreSonus stuff. PreSonus makes a piece of equipment called the Digimax D8. And basically all that is is eight preamps. And I think they make one with optical out. But um, it's just eight preamps, the same preamps that are on, like, the fire studio and things like that. And, you know, I keep those as extra. I keep those as extra preamps. If I, you know, if I'm recording a full band and they want to record everything at once, but they they need one more channel, sure, why not? I'll run it through the Digimax. Uh, you know, studios are, are just a big investment, really. And so that's a big distinction to make. Are, are, you, are you a recording artist yourself, or are you just planning on starting a studio? I would say if you're planning on starting a studio and you're simply a producer, simply a mixer or recording engineer, that's honestly becoming a thing of the past. And you'd have to spend a good amount of money to really be considered like a professional studio owner. I mean, you could easily spend hundred grand, 200 grand building a facility. 
we're becoming, as some have said, a project studio world. You know, I mean, more and more records are being made in smaller spaces. And people don't have the money or the label backing to record at Ocean Way Nashville anymore. They just don't. They just don't have that sort of money. And it's sad, but a lot of records it's sad are sad. Being... And, you know, it's kind of cool, you know, because now you don't have to be. They don't have to go through the trials of becoming a major producer, you know? I mean, it's, Yeah, you don't it's, have to spend a million dollars to try a studio and see if it works. You yeah. can spend 5000 10000 and really have an investment that's going to last a lifetime. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up part one of our show. Um, now, we've got we've got a big series planned out. I mean, this was a, this part of the— It's slow. It's, it's coming along. It's slow, for, but— This is our first podcast for this— uh, the series and the series, a lot and of stuff first... to talk about. <laughs> this is a big, big, big yeah. tackle. I mean, having having this is a is a is the heart and soul of your digital audio studio. I mean, you've got your computer, you've got your interface, and you've got your software and your plugins. And with that, um, I'm Daniel, and I'm Kendall, and this is Recording Lounge. See you guys. If you need to contact us, our email is recordingloungepodcast at gmail.com. It's just one word, recordingloungepodcast at gmail.com. 